Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT. Clank. Clank. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Yes, we've returned. There is another podcast this week. Hallelujah. There's no Glory coronavirus be. special going on. <laughs> there should be no coronavirus special anything. They don't deserve the time. They've, they've had a year. Literally. <laughs> had, it's March again. Last year Let, in March, the UK went into this. I say, don't give Karen O'Virus a platform. That's what I say. <laughs> you know, Ooh. we should not be promoting her no. and her ways. Yes. No. Yes. No talk show should accept coronavirus we don't we don't endorse it we don't we're not here for it some current away no so today we are going to be going into the next episode do you know what i feel like i don't even remember i feel like it's been so long ago since we did season 13's podcast and i'm trying to remember where we are so we really had to have a little recap for ourselves just now didn't we what happened oh yeah uh Ruzical, uh we're judging uh, uh, what's her name again uh <laughs> who is she how many are left who's won look we'll all come back to that but tom mm. did you hear about that international all stars kind of rumor yeah. or is it a rumor or is it actually happening it's one of those rumors that's gaining traction like the all winners season it's one of those things that there's lots of threads about it on reddit lots of youtube videos and it seems like i mean you know as fans we have hopes for certain like cool formats don't they and that would be a really good one and given that the franchise is gaining so much traction internationally i mean we've got australia and Espana to come this year as well australia well down under down yeah, under um yeah sorry you need, back it, you need to back it right up because new zealand's in there as well i know i'm Tom, sorry you can't if there's new zealand listeners they've unsubscribed right now uh, they've um written a bad review um, and they've reported abuse okay um, so i i want to apologize to my kiwis out there it's drag race down under and yeah. there is representation that, from uh new zealand that wasn't far out of me cancel just yeah. cancel you <laughs> Tom, you are just cancellation.com this cancellation. week cancellation.com but down under and espania yet to come but if they film it imminently they've only got a few to choose from but i reckon it could be such a good thing i think that's forward. amazing i think that's mm. so amazing because first of all they need to find a judging panel that understands the culture of arts in each of these countries because what entertainment and what's fashion and what's current in spain is going to be so different to the uk Do you know what to my, new I, zealand to australia so they really have to find a diverse judging panel that appreciates that bring Maybe Rue can sit this one out, actually, and have Michelle Visage, Fred Van Leer, Graham Norton, and um, Stacey from Canada's Drag Race. Was <laughs> it Stacey Lane Matthews? Stacey Lane Matthews. <laughs> or, or Stacey McKenzie, not the other two. <laughs> Stacey, who's going to... Yeah, okay. Well, if, if, great, if they but... want New Zealand representation, then they need to bring Ribena or Buckwheat, Buckwheat. who are two of the, I, I think the two biggest drag queens in New Zealand. And it's Buckwheat and Ribena. And that's what I was telling you. When I first learned about drag, mm-hmm. my first um, experience or knowledge of a drag queen mm-hmm. is Miss Ribena and yeah. Buckwheat. And Buckwheat is Polynesian built rugby player giant i've got to say they both sound delicious 
Yeah. Right being around about Kui. That sounds like a snack. Oh, my gosh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Focus. <laughs> Focus. So I think one of them should definitely be on the judging panel. But Tom. Uh, can I just say, if Pedro Modavar is not a judge on Drag Race España, I won't be happy. All right. So we know... Well, we're podcasted Canada, mm-hmm. we're podcasted the UK, we're mm-hmm. podcasted uh, Holland, and of course we've done the USA. Yes. I'm going to ask you, for your dream cast, I want mm-hmm. you to choose three queens yep. from Canada, mm-hmm. three queens from Holland, yep. three queens from the UK, and maybe four queens from the USA, because they've got 13 oh. seasons. Come on. I'm, I'm going to say, for the sake of simplicity today, we'll leave the USA out of it because they've had so many all-stars. Okay. Let's think about the international girls and give them a All fair right. shake. So Canada, and Holland, also, and the UK. I propose one more wild card from UK season two because we only can really choose from UK season one. No, no, no. If they're out right now, then you can put them in. We'll see. Um, okay. So from my... The way I'm thinking about it, Real real good girls for All-Stars include a nearly winner, a gone-too-soon girl, and a wild card. Or like, you know, and there are elements of redemption and things like that in there. So, for Canada, my nearly winner is a shoe-in, and it's Jimbo. Absolutely. Jimbo was massively unfairly judged on her season, and she deserves to come back. And... Uh, all I'm expecting from Jimbo is more of the same amazing concepts, looks, humor. She's just a consummate drag package. Jimbo was done dirty. Let's be Jimbo very real. Jimbo was done very dirty. The appreciation wasn't there. And mm-hmm. they, you have to admit, it was a familiarity kind mm-hmm. of uh, competition where they didn't know Jimbo. So they yeah. didn't really want to give her that appreciation. Mm-hmm. There was no kudos to give because I don't know you and you're not known. I don't However, think, she was yeah. appreciated so much more mm-hmm. from the viewers of Jimbo. I, I don't think they knew what they had on their hands. And I don't think they knew what a fan base she would accrue until afterwards. But she was judged so unfairly. There's so many things that Look, she should have won. Let's also remember that there was someone on that judging panel who mm-hmm. should never have been there. And his name shall not be mentioned. I'm not even going to give the syllables. <laughs> I'm not even going to give you the first letters. I'm not even going to give the acronym. Nothing. No, I'm not giving him a platform. I, I did I'm see not giving him a platform, Tom. Really interesting. No, no. Mustn't have a platform. Go. <laughs> Cancelled. Um, one thing that we um, that I did, I, I saw quite a lot of interviews with Jimbo afterwards because I found a really interesting character. She said that a lot of the queens on Canada's Drag Race had quite a personal relationship with some of the judges. And Absolutely. She, she did not. She was a bit of an outsider, and I do think that affected her progress. She did not. She did not. Oh, you are not classy. You are not classy she did, because you are not. She did not have a personal relationship with the judges because she did not. My, <laughs> All right, who's your number two? My gone too soon girl is the girl that won't... If uh, Loyal listeners might remember, we did an episode where we thought how the judging should have gone with Drag Race Canada. Okay, hold on, hold on. Say it on three, two, yeah. one. I want because like, we haven't discussed this. No, okay, we so on three, two, one. I know who you're talking about because uh-huh. this is on my list. Okay, okay. we're gonna go three, three two, two, one. Anastasia and Nakwe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Anastasia was. I felt again gone too soon. What we discovered when we carefully analysed the data from Drag Race Canada <laughs> was that um, if she hadn't gone that episode, in which we didn't think she should have actually gone she would have smashed several elements subsequent and would have accrued wins quite quickly. Um, as a sewer and a looks girl, she would have accrued wins in those uh, 
those those challenges and it would have pushed her much further in the competition and when we when we analyzed the points at the end yeah. she was the winner and we processed all the excel sheets uh-huh. and the spreadsheets there was an excel the sheet involved <laughs> there was of course yeah, we we really go down under guys Excuse we work the pun. hard for you yeah. we work we hard really for you. do albert to make sure that you guys get the correct information mm-hmm. tom just because i have a feeling that the, your, a your third feeling. person Mm-hmm. And the feeling of third person is going to be mine. So again, let's just try it. Oh, On I three, don't think two, they one. will be actually, but no. we'll, go for, we'll go for it. Okay. Three, two, one. Rita Kiara. Becker. Tom, walk your ass out. Thank you for listening to Spinning the Duty. No, because Rita, Rita had a really good run on the show. Rita was treated fairly. Um, yes, she's a girl who like... She was not treated fairly because Priyanka won and Priyanka shouldn't even have made top three. She was given a lot of wins, some of which could be contested. She's a fantastic queen. Some of her wins were really hard earned. There were other ones that she should have gotten, didn't. But um, I'm going to say Kiara because I found her really interesting and she actually did well in a couple of challenges and then went home in what I will say was a fair lip sync outcome. Uh, Well, can we be real and say that that lip sync against Priyanka, I would have been happy with either one of them. It could have been a double chante. Although Kiara got messy during, she she slowly became more messier. Her, mm. She started to lose a heel. Her whiff, her whiff just started whiff. flying all over the place. <laughs> so that that kind of made it, was, it a bit like uh, messy. It was very exciting to watch that. that was, you know though. what? That's one of my my workout songs. It really is. I hear it every morning. It's, uh, <laughs> yes, it's, I drove all night. It's one of my to driving to work to songs you. when I need to like get myself ready for work. Okay, so that's Canada. What about Holland? Just just throw them out of me. Go. So Holland. My nearly winner girl, um, is, you know, she didn't quite make it in top four, but I think she should have. Chelsea Boy. Yes. Yep. I agree with you there. Chelsea Boy is fascinating, conceptual, a real artist. Um, and I think she was underrated a lot. She she found her funny in the Snatch Game and wasn't properly rewarded for it. Mm. Envy Peru totally smashed that competition, deserved her crown. She Bianca Del Rio that She shit. really, really did. She, I- like, it was very obvious that she was going to win. She had the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. She had the look. She had the chops. She had it all. Oh, she's fantastic. And I will never, ever dispute her win. I will say on Snatch Game, though, the judging was a bit weird. And they're very like, Chelsea boy, you won Snatch Game, but you've not won this week. It was the one week of like really dodgy judging in Drag Race Holland. Otherwise, we found it quite fair, didn't mm. we? Um, so I would I would like to see she was really developing that side of her. And I think we could really see that come out in an all Stars season. All right. I agree with you, Chelsea, for that same reason. My second gone too soon girl is um, Cedrigine. Tom, what? what? I, I, this... I don't know why you're disputing this. Are you, is your mic, is your mic, is, is your wires connected? <laughs> is my Seriously, brain connected? Is the, is the Wi-Fi, hello, Echo? Do you Tom, genuinely think that Cedrigine should not come back for an All-Stars? Tom, you think Cedrigine, you, you saw the kind of queen she was and you knew from there, you... You told yourself, you fooled yourself that she was going to be a great comedy queen. She never proved to be the comedy queen that you thought she was. And it's the only reason you liked her. I, I think... Tom! You're not sh- my brain. You don't know what I think. Thank you. <laughs> Look, with Cedrigine, um, I found her personally funny. And I think her real... When? Um, when did you find her funny, Tom? If you would not cut me off, thank you. Cedrigine's <laughs> um, main talent was bringing a funny story to the runway, which is, I think, is a very drag queen comedy like talent. Her runways were immaculate, 
and funny and told a story and she was exceptional at that. Yes, her snatch game sucked. Yes, she deserved to be in the bottom that week. Um, but I found her funny in the dance challenge, in the acting challenge, all sorts. I just think Sedegine has got a lot more to give and I would love to see her back on an all-stars. Tom, I don't dislike it. I don't, I don't hate any queen. I just don't understand because I know that you were rooting for Sierra Jean in the beginning, as was I. I we're saw, all rooting I for saw you. what she was bringing to the table. I saw her drag um, style. And from that, I was like, oh, great, cool. We're going to have a campy, funny queen. So I was ready and waiting every week for her to deliver on that brand. But let's be real. She never delivered on that brand. And you were just hanging on for that. You, you liked her automatically because she was a campy queen however she didn't deliver camp you said that what you could have <laughs> given was glamour <laughs> what you did was camp it's Lee Bowery girl it's Lee Bowery look at this it's Lee Bowery girl <laughs> that's all I gotta say Tom um, I'm just, just that's it that's I've given I my say. reasons I respect your opinion but I'd like to hear who you think should come next from Drag Race Holland Drag Race Holland for me was Chelsea Boy Janae Jacquet and Mama Queen Janae Jacquet is fantastic um, I didn't choose her because I felt again um, have we seen all that she could give? Would I like True. a repeat performance from Janae K? Mama Queen, I can get on board with. He, she was one of my potential choices. Mama Queen, I don't feel like they really appreciated what she brought to the runway because mm. I loved so many of her runways and everyone else, especially the judges, didn't. And mm -hmm. I... I thought it was fashion. I thought she was an exceptional look queen. She's fantastic. I still have in my mind that cannabis dress that she wore so good that was amazing and you know her half and half runway was great yeah her finale looks are fantastic she's beautiful robbed um, robbed robbed i will say i didn't choose her and this might be a controversial choice but it was a queen who i felt uh, my other categories um wild card i felt like patty pam pam had something special about her i could i could agree with you there yeah she was my alternate to jenny jacay yeah i just think that she didn't get to have the challenge mm -hmm. that would have seen her really really shine yeah she didn't last that long which is really really unfortunate well, she seconded out yep yeah and she lost a lip sync and when and that saddened me because i thought she had some really fun looks okay um some really fun ideas and she seemed like a sweet person i think the people that you brought up and me would be I will chop and change any mm. one of them to be the top three to represent Holland. I think they're yeah. all great. They're all great. However, there's more security in sending Janae JK over Petty Pam Pam because we didn't really I like get how to we're see like Petty sending Pam Pam. envoys as yeah. representatives yeah. of these countries. Yes. Yeah. Um, from from what the tributes from Holland <laughs> yeah, to Shalabi Janae JK. Okay. Now for the quell. Now for United Kingdom, which yeah. is our hometown. hometown give me yes. your names. So I've used a slightly different system to you. I am focusing on season one because we don't know the full outcome of season two, but I will give you a wild card from who's not that controversial, actually. So from season one, my potential winner is easily Davina DeCampo. Absolutely. Send Davina. Let, yeah. let her storm the competition. Absolutely. Because she will be fantastic. Yes, I'm, I'm with you. Davina, is it for an All-Stars for a international all-stars, mm -hmm. for whatever that includes the UK, she needs to be in it. She will be... She'll and I can guarantee you she'll make the top two, no matter who's on there. Absolutely. Go on. Davina's the full package. Absolutely. And there's no disputing that. My gone too soon is Vinegar Strokes. Now, but hear, hear me out. I think... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I, I, I want to know why Hodgepodge came <laughs> into your damn head. Bring us to the Hodgepodge. I think, I, I think Vinegar is talented. What'd you call me? 
<laughs> Vinegar is talented. She's a, a singer, an actress. She can do all those things. Her looks were, as we say, hodgepodge, rickety-crickety, needed work. All I saw was messy man. Having seen herself on TV, and I know from following her Instagram, she's polished herself up a bit since then. Okay, you've sold me. You've sold me on, mm, on her, yes. I'd love to see her come back with a more fully realised and polished package. Absolutely. You know uh, what? I am, I'm with you now. I agree. So I'd love to see Vinegar. And she's such a sweet character as well. Who's your third? My third is, um, again, from season one. And she's my wild card, if you like, but not that controversial bag of chips. Yeah, no. There's no. no way that... No, no, no. Bigger Chip's kind of... I... If she had fight in her... Well, that's kind of like you saying Ginny Lemon, but not to that extreme. <laughs> because Bigger Chip's in the top three when she had to say why she should be in the top. Mm-hmm. She said, well, I don't. I, these two girls are great and, you know, I've had a good time. She kind of... There was, okay. a, there was a sense of self-elimination. Not to the extreme of Ginny Lemon who walked her ass out <laughs> past security... Um, waited for an Uber. You know, she just she did her thing, but I can't I can't give another opportunity to a girl who didn't mm-hmm. appreciate it when she had it. I so see no. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, so Ginny for, no way for Ginny Lemon. Not Ginny, bag of chips. I bag of chips. They're both no the way for bagger. They're different people. Um for me, Bagger again is a very kind of like I know what Bagger brings. I'm just saying she she did what she did. And I can't... I think if she had a better understanding of what the looks on Drag Race were supposed to be, and I'm sure she's taken a few le- uh, leaves from um, the Vivienne's book, no, Tom, then, just, then she'd be better. I mean, I just, she did walk out... Linda, the... Linda listen, listen, <laughs> Linda, Linda, listen. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you no. I'm sure she knows in future to not walk out her own way in a sparkly pantsuit with an um, upside-down umbrella on her head. Okay, so your your top three was Davina the Campo... And I'm going to mention my wild card from season two, who has to come back, and that's Astina Mandela. Okay, cool. My three, uh, Davina De Campo, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Blue Hydrangea. I think that she was so young on there, and she did well for being such a young queen. Um, this was the biggest platform she's been on. She was from a small mm-hmm. town. She's from Ireland. Like she's, <laughs> she's from Belfast, the capital of Northern Ireland. <laughs> well, well, wherever, Tom. Okay. Um, so I think Blue Hydrangea. I think she'll come back with life experience and just general drag experience. I can and get my, on board with Blue Hydrangea. I can. And agree then with my that. last one's a horror. Because her ass should not have been sent home, and she's amazing TV. We've... And I can see her calling out every single <laughs> international drag queen. Oh, she's, she's just a... like, I'm sorry, but you're shared in your bloody bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't say it in Spanish, but you suck. You're useless. <laughs> she probably can't. Her name is Jorge. She's got Spanish heritage. What is? That's it. Mm. And... Well, you're allowed one more from okay. the UK. For the UK, it's, it's going to be Tace. Well, we don't know. Tace is in the top four. I don't care. Taste could win. She could win, but I'm just saying that in some world where she doesn't because she only needs one badge and three times in the bottom, I'm going to say Taste. You know who I had to talk myself out of putting forward? Who? Sister, sister. You know what? <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Before we get into this week, yeah. uh, we're going to be recapping quickly what happened last week and then moving on to this but week we because to, it's the Snatch Game. We need to give a special shout out. I first. need to give a shout out to my little sister mm. who who helped promote us uh, to New Zealand. So if you're from New Zealand and you came from my sister, Maria, uh-huh. Angela, I want to say, hey guys, thank you very much for joining. Welcome to the podcast where we review and recap Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Now, if you guys don't know who my sister is, she is 
what everyone seems to say, and you too, Tom. Mm-hmm. She she seems to be apparently my twin. Basically, you are. And, and the sense that she is the female version of me. Do you she know, is... you quite often like say things that Rio said, and you're like, "Oh my god, can you believe she said that?" And I'm like, "You you say that." <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I don't resonate. She's uh, she's a performer as well, and she's a star. I have to say that she's been in Mamma Mia. Uh, she was in uh, Mary Poppins in the Civic, and the Civic is basically the West End mm-hmm. of Auckland. It is the Broadway of Auckland. So she was playing Miss Corey in there alongside Sean, and Sean is a friend as well, mm-hmm. who is ridiculously talented. And her Mary Poppins, from what I hear, is amazing. But I already know because I've heard her sing yeah. time and time again when we did Rainbows in together. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ria, thank you for listening. you please keep promoting promoting us like thank really you very f- much w- and thank you for listening if you're from new zealand because we will be doing drag race down under and of i hope that you will. guys can contribute and give your thoughts and opinions we about will. um the, the queens that are there definitely be doing drag race down under i'm gonna say ria is personally responsible for our instagram followers jumping by 50 in the space of a day oh, blood i woke blood up and i was her. like oh my gosh i'm going We've viral. Gone viral i've gone <laughs> viral again i've gone viral yes it's um, like that time i put up that post of a horror and i got 200 likes 200 the horror one did yeah how i don't know it hit on some weird algorithm it's anyway not... my sister's busy because she's currently choreographing for oh. moana the mm-hmm. musical in Auckland, oh wow so that's you... amazing yes <gasps> she's got talent i mean it's a family thing it's you're, a vata thing yeah the vata, it's a vata thing the vata like, you know it is family. what it is thank you very much i also want to say you know whenever we see people who are active and engage with us on mm-hmm. social media I want to say that it kind of makes our day to know that you appreciate our content, that you're listening to our content, and then you have opinions on our content. It's really great. Especially, I don't know if I've ever mentioned Erin. Do you know Erin? I always think that she's like a colleague of yours or... No, I don't Lovely know. Lovely lady on Twitter with a glass of red. And <laughs> any girl that has a glass of alcohol in their profile picture girl is my kind of girl. That was your profile Where, picture. That, exactly. That was, my, that was my profile picture on Grindr, Tinder, <laughs> um, Deliveroo, you name it. It was there. So hello, Erin, and thank you for retweeting and liking and following us. Yeah. So I was saying, actually... We, we, just another thing. Tastes like the post I put up of her oh, today. Oh, mm-hmm. Tom, you are a thing right now. I am a thing. I do appreciate what you do for the Instagram. I really, I personally love it and there's no bias there i think that you do something that's amazing oh you're sweet so uh keep it up now let's get into the next episode for season 13 mm. god that was a ramble god we talk i've had a lovely time though see you later i'm not Me, i'm offering I mean, up we've got a whole <laughs> we got like a whole week to make up of like we we've got opinions spilling out of us bumper episode now <laughs> what happened last time is that we had the rusical now just for those of you who don't remember because it was so long ago mm-hmm. the rusical where we had Candy and Simone in the bottom, which is a big shock horror. The other shock horror is that Tina Burner was in the bottom. Tina, Tina should Burner, not have been anywhere near the bottom. She should not bottom. have been. She should have been in the top. And they kind of... It was like, crazy. They kept on focusing on that one time that she didn't hold a note for 0.35 of a second. That she stopped <laughs> lip syncing for that little moment. They, it was... They seemed to really zoom in on it, that. It was so strange. It was so very strange. It was... It no. just, what it tells me is that they're trying to feel out who do they want to... I think they, they lump Tina and Rosé together a little bit as New York multi-talented queens. They're trying to feel out who they want to push. I feel like Rosé's got it and I'm worried for Tina going forward. Yeah, well, well, she's still there. So let's see what happens this week. Mm. Now, it was the infamous double save with Candy and Simone because it's... N- 
I just feel like no one's ever going to go home in this season. Oh, absolutely not. This this is a storyline thing. Eight um, episodes down. Only four queens have gone home. We've already had an intermission. This is the <laughs> we've had an intermission. This season's had an intermission, a double save, and no one went home for the first three weeks. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. It's like she doesn't. This is RuPaul's best friends race this season. This Seriously, is RuPaul, you girls have been anointed, and you're going to get a lot of airtime. It's not me saying I don't appreciate that the girls are still here. We get to see what they they give. Mm. It's me saying that I really want to see who plays the game the best. We, and- we come for a competition. Yeah, and we, ex- we 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 see the girls. You still week appreciate week. the queens even after they leave. Of so it's not we like we they all of a sudden job off the the end of the world. It's like it really just focuses focuses in and it's zooms so in right. on the other queens that are there. It, I just <laughs> that's so right. You know, look at queens like Trixie Mattel, Miss Fame went early, but have been massive successes. It yeah. does it doesn't equal your final success. Tamisha Iman, everyone's still talking about Tamisha. Tamisha. Everyone Iman still loves Tamisha. It's coming for you to oh. show the world what I, I can do. Wait Drink to see game and I don't... Tamisha in the reunion. But anyway. I think she is glamorous. I don't know if anyone knows this. I've told you this though, that mm. Kamora Hall has yes. now been inducted into the house of Iman. Fantastic. I mean she looks the part. She's the cross section of dynasty and Mackie, Mackie Doll from meets the House Amanda of Dynasty. Pa! <laughs> Mackie Doll. So we beat in face. And, and the most glamorous in this place. place. The, the way, way my beauty shines. Kamora's gonna blind you. Text the crowd out. Ladies, pour a glass. Oh, he's doing the whole thing. I really love it. I reckon people, we talked about it before. Phenomenon versus congratulations. Phenomenon shits, eats, and vomits on congratulations. Period. My thoughts, my opinions, the only opinion that matters. I have said it. I said what I said, little girl. It is done. Let it be written. Thank you. Moving on. This week, we already know that it's going to be the Snatch Game. certainly is. So we're looking forward to this. It's the, the... um, the real like epitome of kind of shaping the season usually it's kind of like I, I think of it as kind of like the tent pole in the middle of the tent of the season yes. you know it supports it and we learn so much about the girls from this episode absolutely um, so first up we do have a mini challenge and it's based on RuPaul's previous experience in a punk rock band Wee Wee Paul which is mentioned a few times and the girls have to come and do a little jig if you like to RuPaul's latest rock and roll track, because RuPaul's so rock and roll. She's a punk rock bitch. Thug, thug life, yeah. <laughs> RuPaul's a punk rock bitch. What did you think of the challenge, though? I thought it was an entertaining little romp. Uh, there were some fun looks. That it was very kind of like Pussy Riot meets Motley Crue. You know, the girls were going for it because they had to promote tights, basically, didn't they? So they're putting tights over their heads. Mm. So it was fun. Um, Tina was a deserved winner of this, I would say. Tina let go. Tina let loose. She shook that booty. She was like, that. you had no reason. You have no right to take away <laughs> my colour. I have a right to show my colour. Look at her. Her <laughs> makeup is terrible. So, yeah, Tina was like, she went for, she went half a leather. She shook she her ass and there was an ass. It, there was. Good. It, something was moving. Something was moving. Yeah. Um, she was on the floor. She was on her elbows. She was doing burpees. She was doing backflips. Must be jelly. Tuck jumps. Jam, she was doing shake. the whole thing. She deserved <laughs> that win. So Tina, Tina's won that mini challenge. 
Do you think this is going to have anything to do with the Snatch Game? Well, usually if somebody wins a mini challenge, is indicative of them being like a little bit of a central character for the episode. That can be good. That can be bad. I would anticipate that Tina would do well in the Snatch Game. Absolutely. Being a well-rounded comedian. But let's see. She might bomb. She might pull Lawrence Cheney. Maybe, possibly. Look, why don't we check out the Season 13 Girls right now? And we are back. Look, Tom, I just tweeted something. I want to let you know that we tweeted who our top uh, contending queens are for the International Law Stars. We certainly did. We get on on Twitter. We did the our top four UK, top four Holland, top four Canada. Mm -hmm. I have never got this kind of response. (laughs) Where it was liked by Davina, it was liked by Ahura, it was liked by Anastasia, Anastasia, and Kiki Wanakai Kai. They commented, they liked, they responded, and I'm just like, what the hell is happening here? On this day, we are it's officially lovely. viral. We're going viral. It's I'm serious. Wonderful. I'm like, I was looking at it. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I, this doesn't happen. Oh. I, this is great. And also, the, your Instagram is blowing up with blowing your latest Simone. I think, I think we've made it. We're, we're now moving we're to Patreon. We're going to start charging your ass and giving away free content anymore. How dare you? Pay per view content. I'm joking. I just think it's really, really exciting. Now, mm. let's get to this. We just saw the Snatch game. Mm-hmm. Already, I think, overall, it was a good Snatch game. It was a good Snatch But do you know what? Do you know, in contrast to the UK ones, more girls equals a better Snatch game. The perfect number of Snatch game, I think, is about eight. And we've got nine girls here. UK suffered by having, what, six girls? Seven girls? I Don't put me you, in the spot. The UK one did not have enough girls, I'm yeah. going to say. I see, and that's why they weren't as good? Yeah. Well, okay. No, it just That's... it always feels a bit more sparse. There's less intera- opportunity to interact, you know, and the the, mm. the not so good girls are less dil- you know they're more diluted when there's more there. Okay, I I mean, funny is funny. Funny is funny. Engagement is engagement. At the end of the day, make RuPaul laugh. Yeah? Yes. Do you want to go through the green, uh, the queens one by one? Well, I want to say to begin with, I'm very excited to see Pork Chop and Raven there. Yes, especially actually, Pork Chop. Like. Uh, it's lovely to see our first ever out Rue girl uh, back to, to soak up the limelight a little bit. She's such a charming presence. And also, RuPaul just holds a special place in the RuPaul-dom for Porkchop Parker. Like, Porkchop is a legit kind of pageant superstar, and it, it's often lost, I think, with her being the first ever girl out. But there we go. Let's talk about Harriet Tubman, who was Simone. Simone chose Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. She um, led the slaves um, to freedom. Yes. And if you haven't seen the movie... Uh, with Her- called Harriet mm-hmm. and Cynthia Erivo, who's a Broadway star who I love and live for, plays mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman. And this is an amazing song that she sings. Stand up. Oh, I love it. You- you've heard me play it so you- many you times. You play it on the regular. I play it all the time. Anyway, mm-hmm. looking at Simone, I was I was a bit worried about her. I think Simone's confidence has been knocked. The- by uh, being in the bottom Yeah, by week. being in the bottom and not killing and slaying it like uh-huh. she has been and she knows she's got pressure she knows she's being favored by the crew she knows she's mm-hmm. being favored by rupaul so i think that pressure and letting her down is, is kind of getting to her when she doesn't do well yeah. anyway i thought that her beginning intro was amazing how she's hiding very very strong and she comes up and and then the banter yeah. she set the tone for her character and where she was taking harriet mm-hmm. she said it immediately i thought it was great what did you think i thought she was a fantastic character to channel simone through I felt like she could be herself, but embody this version of Harriet. And she was funny. She was sassy. She had historical references. 
Um, the, the one that was really, really funny when she got her Jennifer's mixed up. Jennifer, because I think she was asking Lewis and Lawrence. Lewis and Lawrence. Yeah, and that was hilarious. Um, but she recovered really well and made it made it funny. Simone was one of the strongest for me this week. I thought, okay. I thought she was really good. I, th- I do think she was up there. I loved when mm. she was like, yes, yeah, we know what we're here for. Freedom! She, yeah. yeah I thought she that was, was amazing. constantly on and constantly funny. So fab job, Simone. I wish she had a gun as well with her. But <laughs> Simone was great. Now let's move on to Paris Hilton. Oh my God. I personally think Got Mix won this week. I think Got Mix has won this week. It was hilarious. The answers, the voice, the, you know, let me know when the camera's rolling. And yeah, I'll, that and was then, so good. And then good. rapport was like, the camera's not rolling. She's like, oh my God, that's how bad it's she, she, she immediately changed. Yes. She immediately got into character. She immediately started worrying about her angles and like being really, really pretty. Her answers were very good. The volley was very good. Very, very good. Her volleyball back and forth, even with the Raven was like, yeah, it's really embarrassing when you did me in oh, your season. So because we did say uh, this is a character been done before by Raven. Yes. On the first ever Snatch game when nobody really knew what they were doing apart from Pandora Box and Tatiana. Yeah, and Pandora Box says that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I I should have won. I was the only one who knew what I was doing. Well, Tatiana did a fab job with her comedic Britney. But, Absolutely. Um, I really think what this spoke of was Got Mick is A, a very funny person, which we do see in her interactions and uh, just naturally. And B, she has studied Paris Hilton for years and she knows this person inside out. All the references were there. Um, even the physicality, she embodied her really well with that kind of like sleepy eyed, jaw angled up, kind of, you know, photogenic, constantly, you know, the cameras are on me look about yes. her. Because um, Paris Hilton, when you think of her, she's always got that that sort of side off pose. Yeah. You know, that's very classic Paris Hilton. Because she knows her angles because she's so often photographed. Absolutely. Um, the voice thing, the DJing, the um, jokes about not knowing where Ibiza was, the about her sister marrying a Rothschild. It was fantastic. It was like, like she had an encyclopedic knowledge of Paris and she really channeled her. Like the way Adore channeled Anna Nicole Smith. You can tell she has reverence mm. for Paris and loves her and wants I to love, do her justice. I really loved the over-accentuation of the tongue. That was really good. That's I such a good little... That little thing there, yeah. I was like, that is genius. Yeah. I, I just... Look, it was perfection. Mm-hmm. She was perfection in this world. I'm telling you right now, this has got mixed week. And congrats to her. One thing I noticed didn't happen a lot in this one, or not very well, was there wasn't a lot of very good interaction between anybody. I don't think there was any interaction. There were a couple of fumbled attempts that we will get onto. So maybe that was the one thing I'd say was missing that stopped... Well, it, it, she was still fantastic, but the, the, she didn't interact a lot with the others. What did you think about Queen Mary from really, Scotland? Really, really good and solid. Obviously, the, a lot of the joke was the accent was incomprehensible at times, mm-hmm. and she was using so many Scottish colloquialisms. And she was playing a, a, this kind of like bunny, kind of Glaswegian lass kind of thing. Um, lots of historical references. She was really, really good, solid, really good. It's like high, high safe. I thought she was uh, safe. We didn't really get to see much of her, but what we did see of her was a fully realized character yeah. who knew exactly where she was going, but we didn't really get a opportunity to see where she was taking that character or how fast she could have taken it. She just didn't get the airtime. I would say that like maybe a big chunk of the humor came from the accent and would she have been as funny without the accent? Maybe not. Still, she made me laugh. I think she was like high safe. What did you think about Tina Burner? Who was, what was the name? 
um, Richard Simmons. You had to tell me about the Richard Simmons character wow. and the what was the conspiracy there? Because I didn't, I didn't understand why are you hiding from your your caretaker. I don't I, get it. I learned about this through, um, you know, Hey Queen and Hot. Hey Queen. They did a sideshow called um, was it Hot Hot Tea, and it was really really good actually. I'm really sad that we can't get that on YouTube at the moment, but that's by the by. Um, they, were, they did a focus on tabloid stories about Richard Simmons of late. And Richard mm-hmm. Simmons, there's a rumor that he was being basically like held hostage and abused by his housekeeper. And that he was like withered away and and being like locked away and being like fed gruel in some corner of his house. And he even went on a, on a TV show, but only by phone to say, I'm really well. There's nothing going on. People found it more suspicious. Oh, so I, I do hope Richard's doing well and nothing bad is happening to him. But you know, he, you know him from old, he's that flamboyant kind kind of yeah um like i know him. for old people type of thing i know him but i don't know him like i yeah. i i'm familiar with him i've seen him around i've seen him in articles i, I may have seen him make appearances yeah but i don't know who he is he's always got like that kind of like uh early 80s kind of workout thing going on how did you think tina's interpretation I think of Tina his character did, did was like a solid, in relation to Snatch Game. I, I found the housekeeper joke funny. Um, the rest of it was very much like inhabiting the character, kind of like being on and high energy a lot of the time. She did the leg thing just like a horror did with Louis Spence, which is interesting. Obviously, they couldn't have copied each other because they hadn't seen each other. Um, but it was it was it was solid. I think I think okay. she, she raised a few yeah. chuckles. She was very on. I could see Tina was like she. I feel bad for Tina because I think she felt she needed to smash this. I don't think she smashed it, but she was safe. The All the strong ones in this group were on the top, weren't they? Most of them. I think we can yeah, easily were, say actually. the tops and the bottoms <laughs> are very, very literally. <laughs> the top of the panel and Snatch Game are the tops and the bottoms are the bottom. Because can- <laughs> but Talk about Candy Muse. Candy Muse um, chose to do Candy Muse. Basically, dressed so, up as Patrick Starr. You know who Patrick Starr is. I do know, but like, I, it's, a, it's like a fashion. They're a anyway. makeup guru type person, YouTube personality, kind of in the same vein as Jeffrey Star and that kind of thing. But I think probably less problematic than Jeffrey Star. Mm-hmm. I think they're a relatively benign presence, but I don't know that much about them. Um, so I completely agree with you. Candy did not adopt the character of Patrick. I've seen enough little clips of Patrick Starr to get a sense that this was not how Patrick Starr... She was just being candy. Yeah. And making fat jokes. Yeah. Um, and I think... A lot of the times you do have to, like, find yourself in that character. But yeah. I think this was us purely watching Candy Muse. So I would contrast her with Simone. Simone found her... Channeled herself through Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Candy... Channeled Candy through Candy. Yeah. Uh, Wearing the clothes and stylings of Patrick... The banana biting thing was funny. Was it? Yeah, I kind of got on board with that. I thought that was quite desperate. Um, That's just my... I, I think that was quite desperate to like do something really, really funny. Will this make you laugh? I'm going to eat a banana without peeling it. Is that funny? I don't think there's enough mileage in a lot of these YouTube personalities. because This, this is going to sound shady, but a lot of them are quite empty personalities. There's not that much to joke about with them. So all Candy did was herself. The thing is, when you're watching someone like an MUA, it's a it's a, it's education. They're yeah. telling you how to do makeup. So if you don't know, if they don't give anything else besides that information, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't really get to see more about who they are, what they do, all the scandals, what 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 creates you it's hard for you to be that person besides mm-hmm. copying their makeup that they do and besides putting on the stylings and clothes that they yeah. wear 
what else what the else thing, do they have the things that you can joke about are you know you could be a more problematic one who's been cancelled a lot of times like jeffrey star like james charles um who every five minutes they're being cancelled for doing yes. actually really and that's something that you can use you can, you can use that in a snatch exactly. game exactly but patrick I, star's very vanilla patrick star's just thing, very they're, they're a vanilla person yeah he's just a very nice guy i think so girl they, i think they that are a nice day. person I, yeah 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 who um doesn't do anything bad it's just it's it's hard to take something from that and create a character candy made the mistake of thinking oh i can look like patrick star yeah Uh, Yeah. and be candy muse so but the thing is rue did seem to laugh a few times so i think candy's safe okay i'm not mad she wasn't bad i'll tell you i'll tell you who my bottom two were it's utica and it's elliot with two t's well we're coming to that i think it had to be another third on the bottom it would no olivia oh my god how did i forget olivia so olivia was this tabitha lady that literally no one's heard of have you heard of her no so the picture looks like a gorgeous lady i don't know anything about her and you know we we are au fait enough with pop culture that we should know kind of one of us would know wouldn't we um, she stumbled a lot at the start. Um, there wasn't a lot of humour to be found in the character. She went on quite a long walk for a bad joke at one point where they're kind of like, I make it, I put in garlic, I roll it in oats, blah, 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 I throw it in the bin, I order an Uber Eats. Yeah. That, that. What about the cringy? What does ASMR stand for? And then, yeah. and then you could see her on the, uh, you freeze frame it. You see her panic. Yeah. You see her try to be like, uh, it stands for... And she was trying to say it as a person in character, but mm-hmm. she she was literally she was panicking. It fascinates me when somebody it's does, like Marley. Yeah, you in danger, girl. It fascinates me when somebody does well in one improv challenge and not in the snatch game, which is exactly what we've seen with with Olivia. She smashed. Or maybe it's because so much of that was physical comedy. I, I was going to say. I was just going to say maybe one that's was physical forte. comedy. One was what. And also thinking on the spot mm-hmm. fast. Whatever you say about Bossy Rossi, I do think they have an outline and there's a kind of like an almost semi-scripted element. Okay. This is different. Yes. Um, and she really floundered and it was quite sad to see because I think Olivia is a real contender in this competition. I think that Olivia's in danger. She in danger, girl. Now let's move on to Denali, who played that guy Jonathan from... Jonathan Van Ness from The Latter Day Queer yeah, Eye. Yeah, I don't know him. I don't I don't watch Queer Eye, but mm-hmm. I got the character. I thought Denali did a good job. There you go. So that's good that you don't really know him, but you got the character. Yes. So good job, Denali. I've seen enough clips of Jonathan Van Ness to know that he's a fabulous, flamboyant... Actually, I think they might use they pronouns, actually. But they're a, they're a fabulous person um who is really flamboyant and energetic and effervescent and always on and that's Denali what i saw and conveyed that perfectly did that whilst being the character mm. do you know what i mean i what i i really enjoyed their her answers the way that she was talking yeah it was a joy to watch her perform she actually had good jokes in there as well yeah mm. and she was um able to volley with who was someone threw her a question about yeah yes, so Rue McClanahan, Rue and she had an answer and she had an answer yeah. and the answer was funny and on the spot they're very, done very so good. i i was a cool i appreciate that denali you get you get a girl i think do you know who i'm going to compare denali to going forward i think denali's the widow von do of this season in the sense that she came in with a really strong start surprised the producers i don't think she's there to be like a featured going far 
girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but she's doing really, really well. I can understand what you say, and I do want to agree with you. What mm-hmm. Yvonne do did better than they thought. She really she, did. When she was in the bottom for that, um, the look over there, that political challenge, I thought she was hilarious. Was and I felt every bit as angry when they told her that she was going to be in the bottom or didn't do well mm-hmm. because she was like, she literally said, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And the thing is, she had a right to say that mm-hmm. because she had done exactly what they said. She had she had a really, really good political um, moment, uh, yeah. challenge. And then they still found a way to bring her down and put her in the bottom. It was, so I really felt yeah. for Widow there. Widow was done dirty. Yeah. Denali, like, she's had a good, strong snatch game here. She's safe, at least. Um, so good job, Denali. In contrast, we have um, Elliot with two T's as Rue McClanahan. Not the first time we've seen Rue McClanahan. And I'll say... Not- Crystal from season one of UK. But Crystal did it better. Crystal sucked. She still did it better. Uh, yeah, Crystal yeah. had at least one or two jokes. Do you remember... Um, uh, what would I Thank know? You, I'm dead. Thanks, syphilis. Yeah, you're right. That was a joke. That was funny. With this, with Elliot, where were the jokes? Well, can we be honest? I actually appreciated her first joke. That's right. Do you right. have a yes. type? Because uh, I love me. I like me a nice southern man. No, she well, just said man. No, and then he goes, "Well, do you have a type of man?" She said, "Man." Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I it, thought that was that funny. Was a, and Rue was very pointed and saying, repeating the question. Yeah, to, I want to let you know that. Yeah. It's funny, but I, I don't want anyone else to know that. So Elliot, I'm going to ask you again and make it a point for this to be really, really uh, loud. She gave her the warning shot beforehand in the run through, didn't she? That she's such a Golden Girls fanatic that th- it has to be perfect. And it wasn't, unfortunately. And also, But also, it was never, ever... This would be a warning shot to anybody never ever to do another Golden Girls actress in character because Rue will tear you a new one. She's literally said... Why am I saying literally so much? Literally. She, uh, oh I'm, I'm very Paris Hilton right now. I think I'm just, I'm really like inspired by like everything that Paris <laughs> Hilton was hot. like. Yeah. Is <laughs> the mic on? Shall I put my voice? <laughs> I, I definitely think that she's in danger. Uh, she is. Especially if someone see, if someone is inside and out, like there was a gamble for even Bianca Del Rio mm-hmm. to do Judge Judy. She told her, but the, I love Judge Judy. I live for Judge Judy. And Bianca's Bianca just the, one of the funniest people. Exactly. So unless you are Bianca Del Rio, I, I want to turn my ass around and go for my plan B. Do you know what else, though? Bianca's reverence for Judge Judy equaled RuPaul's. Mm. So she had that going for her. Elliot clearly said, even though she's watched every Golden Girl, she's kind of a newcomer to it. Her yeah. husband introduced her to it. My fiance watches mm. it. So I, you know, I therefore I do. Yeah, no, she's in danger. So is Utica. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get it. So I could see Utica was kind of com- going to come in with like a fairly weird, offbeat version of Bob Ross with some vague tangential relevance mm. to him as a personality. Did she end up wearing the um, squirrels? Yeah, that's what I had. Oh Lord! I mean that that kind of set the tone for them. It was kind of like a weird, kind of like Mighty Boosh version of. Uh, Bob Ross there, there was nothing here Utica is just too kind Utica yeah. is just so nice I, I, I don't think she would I, I think if she killed an ant accidentally she would cry I, I, I think that she is too soft of a spirit and it's such a beautiful spirit and I don't want to so change lovely. her but he had an afro 
So you should have an afro because that's the character that you're portraying. Two black people in that room gave her permission to wear an afro. Um, saying, do you know what, Utica? Sometimes some white people have tight curly hair, so <laughs> just wear one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, give it a go. <laughs> no, she's in danger as well. I um, I just, I didn't understand how you thought you could have made that character funny. And so I was hoping to be surprised. And, you know, maybe she found a way mm. to turn this ASMR kind of beige guy into some kind of hilarious character. Bob Ross is one of those people that people have affection for, but don't find funny. You know, he's known to be the sweet, gentle, creative guy who was like the original unintentional ASMR person. And yeah, just like he wasn't what Utica was portraying here. No. Now, we do have nine girls, so we can do a really clean three tops, three middles, three bottoms. What are your thoughts? Easy. Yeah. The tops. Harriet Tubman, yeah. Simone, yeah. Paris Hilton, yeah. Gottmik, and my third is going to be Denali. I think either Denali or Rosé. I'd be happy with either there. Yeah. So my three bottoms, I don't think you'll disagree, are going to be Elliot with two T's, yep. uh, Olivia Lux, yep. and Utica. Done. That's it. Which by default makes the other safe. So it would make either Denali or Rosé plus Tina plus Candy safe. Yep. There we go. So we watch the rest. Let's see how we go. We don't need think, to. We've done the yeah. judging. Thank you for listening to Spinning the GNT <laughs> podcast. Moving forward, these are our tops and but bottoms. Let's see if the runway makes any difference as well. The category for the runway is Fascinating Fascinators. Ooh. And we're starting off with Olivia Lux. Dr. Tom, mm. brush off the MUA <laughs> and their fashion diploma. Fashion Tell degree. me what you see. Well, out comes Dr. Lux, really, doesn't she? She's kind of like Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil, Mr. Freeze. She's got all these mad scientist characters wrapped up in there. I do get Mr. Freeze vibes from the PVC um, blue gloves, and she's got this mercury fascinator. Uh, I do get the concept, and I think it's fun, and I do think the floor length white PVC lab coat is very, very chic, I think it's very, very fun. I agree with everything that you Mm. said. I do think that it can, because it's white, Mm -hmm. it may be as in bulky, but it looked a bit bulky. I think she belted it enough and it had enough structure in the shoulders. But I see what you mean. It wasn't super duper fitted. my drag. (laughs) One thing I would say, I was a little confused in concept between the icy arms and the mercury fascinator. She'd have been better off having silvery gloves, I think, if she's going with a mercury theme. But that's just me. Okay, cool. Did you like it? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, yep. too. Yeah. It's a pass or a yas? It's a yas. Okay. Is that what we used to say? Yeah. yeah let's start Yo, doing that again. Was, we used to say, is it a yas or is it a pass? Yeah. Like we, like, like, it's a yas. Okay, cool. Okay. Yas. <laughs> it's a yas. God, don't ever, don't ever. Rosé looking like a rose. Oh. I, wow. This is beautiful and this is one of my favourites this week. Can I say what I love about it? Mm-hmm. Is that she knows the shape of this dress she knows yeah. the silhouette she's giving and also she knows how to create certain shapes so mm-hmm. when you're watching the runway i want you to realize that she always gives a photograph ready pose and moment yeah like right now both there 
another. I so I feel good. like if I was a photographer, I can be taking pictures because look, bam, picture, yeah. bam, picture. That little kick at the end mm-hmm. before we transition to Utica. She knows her body. She knows how to create. She knows how to make the look she's wearing yeah. even more beautiful. Rose is. I love that underrated runway killer this this season she's like i think she's only just behind simone and got mick at times to be honest um so this the come through statements the color is beautiful i love this like really hot pink it's kind of like fuchsia mauve um she's got the elaborate ruffles belted in the middle so she's still got a wonderful shape the concept is there she's rosé it's a rose gives me very moschino that 2018 flower dominated runway but also reminds me the extravagance of it reminds me of that film uh what a way to go okay it's so good it's a yas for me oh this is a yas yas yeah next up we have utica so (laughs) utica you so crazy um she's looking like sue pollard who like had a bit of an episode at a picnic with some some ants it's cute it is cute i do like it and it's pure utica what can i say is a concept i like everything except for that sleeve yeah, the sleeve can go. The sleeve makes it... Do you know what queens do too often? They add asymmetry when it's unnecessary because as Stacey Lane Matthews taught us, asymmetry equals couture. Oh. Remember her uh, red velvet couture? Hanny. Hanny. So the couture is unnecessary here. I think this is fun. I think this is very on brand. It's, she's there's telling a little two, story, isn't she? There's two things that I don't like. The sleeve. I don't like the uh, the waist thingy the suspender set is unnecessary yeah there's a lot of things that's been added and i think the additional added features makes it for her utica but Mm. when i because i'm all about fashion that's that's all i know fashion and it's just not fashion i i couldn't publish this and and any vogue i couldn't i couldn't see it happening you couldn't make an editorial spread out of this one so is that a yas or a pass it's a yas because I, i love the story and she's so cute it's uh uh, but I'm only going to say yes because it's Utica. If anyone else is wearing this, I'm going to say it's a pass. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm just looking at the fashion, it's a pass. Okay. But if I'm looking at this cohesively all together, including Utica, it's a yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. your contribution. Okay. I, I want you to know if there's ever been a time where I've been emotional mm-hmm. and almost shed a tear, it was with simone's runway Absolutely and i'm not even beautiful. lying i think i think both of us didn't we when she turned yeah. around she first of all she's wearing this angelic going to church white piece very beautiful angelic. and it's amazing and it's a well-fitted and it's it's high arch fashion she turns around there's bullets it's pure white you know innocence dove mm-hmm. it's purity she turns around and there's bullet holes two bullet holes with blood and on the fascinator, mm-hmm. it says in blood, say their names. Now, this is amplified by her putting her arms up, yeah, saying don't shoot. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much that you see where, you know what, breaks my heart. I've seen little clips of little black girls mm-hmm. when the police came up, starting to cry, yeah. starting to really, really panic. And these are the people who are supposed to protect them. It's very evocative. This that, is one of one of if not the strongest statement piece to 
ever walked down and it is so important that we mm-hmm. keep saying their names and I want to say it again mm-hmm. the names are Trayvon Martin it's George Floyd Brianna Taylor Rayla Stone Tony McDay Monica Diamond Nina Pope and if there's others we need to keep saying it yeah. but this Simone this is this is I can't this is true this is, performance art and a statement piece because it's so powerful this is one of those times, you know, we, we quite often say, oh, can a, can a runway push somebody into a win? This is a time when I think a runway could push somebody into a win because also there's a cohesive theme throughout her performances this week about black history and um, the Black Lives Matter movement. She is here to represent black excellence. And she's doing it she beautifully. She is doing it amazing. And she's also here to, to say, this is what's happening yeah, even without like she's these, educating. Yeah, she's promoting. She is representing. Even without the powerful statement, it's still a beautiful dress. Exactly. It's, for me, it evokes Tom Ford column dresses, or the 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 pep the peplums are quite Mugler with the angular aspect of them. So it's just an absolutely beautiful gown with such a powerful message. This is the one. I love it. She the one. Now next up, we have Gottmik, and Gottmik is just. Pure fashion. She's cool. She's just pure art. Gottmik is art. Gottmik looks fantastic. So to me, this is a very punky Vivian Westwood moment. She comes out with the um, safety pin fascinator through her head. So it's it's so cool because there's like a visual gag there as well. She's punk rock. She's Adore Delano. She's she's, (laughs) 2.0. The epitome of punk rock. Adore Delano, yeah. yeah. She's very like Johnny Rotten meets Joan Jett here. I love it. She's Vivian Westwood. She's Malcolm McLaren. She's She's wearing her signature Gottmik makeup. You know what I love about her? This this white makeup is Gottmik. But we never see her repeat it. Like other people come in with their signature look. Mm -hmm. She came in, she walked in with her signature look, and then she said, I can do do everything. Everything else, true this is not all I can do. It's kind of kabuki-esque in how white and, and blown out it is, but it also reminds me of, of glam rock bands like Kiss. Yeah. I think they're a big reference point for her. I didn't, We didn't say it, but it was a yass oh, was for a yass. Simone. Oh, and it also, Simone gets the soupy ass. There has to be a, there has to be something more than a yass. Um, badass? <laughs> No. You're a better. No. You on the Snatch Game would suffer. <laughs> you would suffer like Olivia Lux being asked what AC I Mar improvise means. every day. And also, it's a it's a hell ya. Hell ya! It's a hell ya. Yeah, it's yeah. a hell ya. It has for to Simone. go to Simone. And it's a definite yas for me yeah. for Gottmik. Now, Denali... Look at her with her waitress and her yes. roller skates. She's cute as a button, isn't she? She looks like she's ready to perform in the hit Broadway musical Waitress, written by uh, Sarah Bareilles. She could be music Catholic. by Sarah Bareilles. Yes, sorry. Please take it away. You're the waitress fan here. No, it's because I love the music. If anyone, if, if, if you're listening and you think that you know the waitress soundtrack, you're my kind of girl, guy, whatever. Okay, <laughs> because. That's my go-to. If I want, if I want musical in the background, I put on a musical, and it's usually waitress. Like Kelly, and I love that song. I love she used to be mine. That's beautiful. I love uh, you matter to me. Anyway, I'm going she off topic. Like imagine like a roller version of the musical, and that's what Denali's doing. Also, props to her for coming out on skates, and it goes yes. with the theme as well because you know 
waitresses on skates is a thing. I would love to see Robbie Turner and Denali do a lip sync performance in skates. Yeah, I hope Robbie Turner comes back to drag. Anyway, it's a pass for me for the look. Is it? Absolutely, it's basic. No, okay, I get where you're coming from, but I think it's cute, it's well-fitted. It is cute, it is well-fitted. And, yeah, okay, and she what skate- else you got? She skated, it's a yass. Okay, well, you know, we, we don't have to agree on everything. No, and I prefer we don't have What about time. Elliot with two Ts? It's a, it's a three, two, one, it's a pass. Pa- but I'll, t- I'll tell you why it does this. Like, she looks like a villainess from Gem and the Holograms. Um, with this, she says it's Philip Tracy esque fascinating. Yeah, it's very feathery and big. I do like the hair, the sort of dip dyed, blown out eighties hair. Now, the problem with this is the nude leg and the nude sleeve because yes. act, those elements are hideously ugly and do nothing for the outfit. But the rest of it is a really nice embellished textured exactly rose petal bodysuit. Without ruined without it. the the beige hanging fabric, I think this is amazing. I would rather see your legs than yeah. that beige. I'd Absolutely, see your arm than that. I think that that is more. What's fashion. wrong? It would be like a Bowie esque Ziggy Stardust asymmetric the, one leg one arm. I've actually really really enjoyed like you say that rosé is an undercover fashion queen mm-hmm. for me my undercover fashion runway queen is actually Ellie with two T's she's had some I little hits loved a, a lot of the looks that she's yeah. brought Th- this is a this is a pass though now Tina Burner is going for a fashion mistrunchable so this is cool I like it because she's very mistrunchable but also the the floral collar reminds me of uh, Ruby Rod in the fifth element and the costumes that were designed by Jean-Paul Gaultier, and he wears a really distinct jumpsuit in that. I bet you this was made by Florence Delee. All of Because Florence Delee for- made Sherry Pye's Miss Trunchbull look, and Sherry um, Pye's Miss Trunchbull look was amazing. I'll tell you, I do know Florence Delee, I think, did all of Tina's. And okay. had really had, uh, apparently Florence, Florence Delee was not well at that time and designed them during recovery. So shout oh. out to Florence. Yeah. Um, so. I like it. It, it. it tells a fun it's story. A it's a yas. It's a yas. Yeah. Tell me about Candy Muse. Talk I, to I me. I think this looks great on Candy. Not 100% sure about the hair and makeup. She could be doing something different there. Um, I'd be keeping it tidier if I were her because it makes her... It, it, I'm just losing her face and her neck with the hair. But anyway, by the by, the dress itself is really cute. It reminds me of McQueen's Horn of Plenty show that was dominated by um, Houndstooth print. Mm, okay. What I would have done if I were Candy, I'd have taken this even further and copied the makeup from that that was inspired by Leah Bowery with like smeared lips, huge overdrawn lips um, and more androgyny. And she would have she would have really upped it if she'd done that. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. I do like the fascinator. I do like the idea that like, what am I thinking about all the time myself? I think that's a cute and sassy thing to say. Um, so I do like the, the, that is very, I do think that is a very Tracy-esque fascinator. I love the fascinator. I'm all about branding yourself. Who was Gigi Good? Was it that she wrote her name within her hair? Who wrote the name in the hair? Mm, well Gigi is a really good hair artist someone there was someone please let us know sound off in the comments oh, I do know who you mean but I can't someone wrote mind. their name in their hair and I was just like yes no it was from Holland it was from Drag Race it was from another Drag Race it was Drag Race Holland who was it can't bring it to mind or Canada oh come to us eventually. Anyway, it was Canada who Boa 
It might Jumbo. have been Bobo. No, it was Scarlet Bobo. It was Scarlet Bobo. I'm all about people branding themselves. Anyway, <laughs> I love the fascinator. I, I feel like I'm looking, you know, I'm watching a black and white TV show, mm-hmm. um, and it's a Christmas tree that's walking. That's what I think. That's what the shape is, isn't it? With the yeah, ruffles. Yeah, with the ruffles. I don't like that um, one of her stockings reveals her skin. It, it takes away from the, the... Oh, is one of them written down? Yeah, one of them's written down. Okay. Uh, but that happens sometimes. I think that... Do you know what? I think Candy is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think... I really... I think she needs to know that. I think that she's beautiful. I, I hope she knows that because she's actually brought some really fierce looks. Exactly. She is For gorgeous. A lot of the time, some of the que- uh, the larger queens, the plus-size queens, mm-hmm. d- they use the um, being large as a reason to not think that they mm-hmm. can do fashion fashion type clothing. Candy Muse, Latrice Royale, mm-hmm. y'all need to look at these queens. Who was Lauren Shaney? These girls also, are representing and I'm loving it. Girls like Darianne who bring classic Darianne, old school Darianne, drag silhouettes. Exactly. You know? So for me this is a pass. For me this is this is a yas. I'm not a big fan of the hair and makeup, but otherwise I, I do like she brings a lot of fashion references. If she's not referencing Comme des Garçons, she's referencing McQueen. She, she's a catwalk girl. Okay. So Tom, we've seen it all. We've seen the snatch game. We've seen the fashion. I know it's going to be hard for you because I know that you're in two minds now, but I need you to you know what I'll just I'll be kind. Give me your top two and your bottom two. Easy. Top two. Got Mick and Simone. Simone. Absolutely. I we wouldn't both be agree. surprised if Simone's runway pushed her into the win. Okay. Um bottom two. Um I'm gonna go mostly on performance and it's Utica and either Elliot or Olivia. Okay. I think probably Elliot, because I think Olivia, I, I really can't decide between those two. Elliot, okay, for me, Elliot runway. is definitely in the... It's Elliot and Utica. Elliot's runway was worse. Yep. Olivia will be safe from her runway. So that's what we're going with? Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Okay, so Tom, the Dodgers picked Gottmik as a winner. Do you agree? Perfectly happy with that. I'm not happy about Simone being safe. Yes. The top three was Denali, Rosé, and Gottmik. The winner was given to Gottmik. We agree with that. However... Simone should have been in the top. Definitely. Absolutely. And that runway presentation could have pushed her really into the win. But I agree. I agree. What about Utica, Elliot, and Olivia being in the bottom? Exactly we predicted we this, said. but do you agree with Utica and Elliot being in the bottom too? I think, yes, it did actually have to be those two. I did think Olivia was the one who just edged in front enough to be safe. Absolutely. Now, Utica and Ellie were actually in the bottom too, so they mm-hmm. lip sync. I'm going to put my performance hat on now. Go on. And I want to talk to you about their style of performance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell you me. will always, you should always understand that Elliot knows every fiber of her being. Mm-hmm. She knows how to isolate every single muscle. She knows how to create shapes. She's a trained dancer. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing about it is that you, you know how to move to a music. However, the downside with her is her face. She has so much injectables in her face. It's, it's hard for her to express in the face. So the song choice was a very characterized kind of like you had mm-hmm. to be that character. And it wasn't just about your you movement. Know, her makeup choices emphasized that today as well because she didn't have a brow. Mm. And the lip was so soft it was barely noticeable. So there's very little expression in her There face. you go. So if... There was more expression in the face. If we could see more expression in the face, mm-hmm. we would have appreciated the whole package of the performance. However, yeah. that's her downside. Utica's upside is that 
her face moves. I can see when she's, she's happy. So I know when she's sad. I know when she's tentative. When I can see every emotion and when you can give every emotion, mm-hmm. you can sing the song with your body and your face. You yeah. can perform that song. It can exude. Your performance can exude better if the face kind of shows how you're feeling or yeah. what you're saying. So Utica for me won this quite early on because it was yeah. a character type song. You, She could play that character. She could be kooky. She could be mm-hmm. uniquely herself and be amazing. It was a fun and effervescent 80s synth pop high energy song, wasn't it? So easy. And she took full advantage of that. I did think going into it, because we watched Untucked, and a big plotline in Untucked was the girls being like, oh, Utica, you're so sweet on camera, but you're shady off camera. Remember earlier when you said that thing that you didn't say to Olivia earlier? We're going to dogpile you now. <laughs> so I, I felt like going into it, I, I had an idea that um, Utica... If it's if it's you know if it's a close run thing, Utica will be more favoured because there's a plot line here yeah. in terms of like oh could she be redeemed next week? And she's a bit of a fan favourite character as it's turned out. Um, personally, watching it, I did really enjoy Utica's uh, kooky, fun, effervescent performance. I the do song th- was made for Utica. Elliot did a really solid job, but I saw her rattled, and the cameras made a point of picking that up as well. There were times when she was looking at Utica and being a bit. Mm. So anyway, so the winner was... For a was... song like this that's campy... Yeah. Campy is not... A lot of the times, what makes camp camp is the, your expression, mm-hmm. isn't it? Definitely. It's like your body can do so many movements, but your face has to show and sell mm-hmm. the camp. She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. She, she had to rely it, on her moves. She just moves couldn't do it. it was... She wasn't able to do it, darling. It wasn't there. Yeah. She is not cookie. She is not cookie because, because she, she is, is not. not. So congratulations to Utica for winning this uh, and staying on for another week. And we have to say farewell to Ali to tease. That is this yeah. week's episode. It was a very well-deserved win for Gottmik. Gottmik, you were amazing. You looked stunning. The Snatch Game was good. You were a star. It was so good to see a week where she she really, really deserved that win. Absolutely. And we didn't feel like she was being pushed. So fab job, Gottmik. So we're going to log off now. But before Mm -hmm. we do log off, I want to say uh, a huge thank you to Holly. Now, we we are asking, and we do appreciate, if you guys, uh, if you listen and you like us, I would love it if you guys could give us a a good rating and write us a review on Mm podcast. Podcasts because it really does help our egg. Our, 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 yes, our, one of those. Our, the algorithm. Yes, so I'm, I'm trying My to say there. Two sips of uh, two sips of Deco Punk Jordan. I'm gone. God, I'm so embarrassed. Holly Austin's another OG, isn't she? She's been with us for a long time. So thank you so much, Holly. And Holly wrote a very, very nice review for mm-hmm. us. Um, and I want to say thank you very much for that. Yeah. It does help our algorithms. There we and go. And it just helps our show be able to be broadcasted um, easily and strongly amongst everyone else who watches it so that our, what we say can go out. Basically, if you feel that more people need to hear what we have to say, rate and review and the algorithm will do the rest. And yeah, and it's it's always nice to hear from everyone and uh, letting us know what they think about the podcast. So thank you to everyone who listens. Thank listened. you so much. I want to say if you can, and I'm and please don't cringe, but if you 
want, you can share us with one friend. Just yes. one friend. Tell that one friend us. about the podcast and you take their phone off them. You push their subscribe button <laughs> on them and you put their five-star rate review and you write one on their phone and then you give it back. That's what you did when we met the Vivian, basically. When I met the Vivian, <laughs> y'all, we told you the story. When I met the Vivian, we saw her outside the Home and Bargains in Liverpool. Yeah. Tom was like... Um, Tom was like, oh my God, was that the Vivian? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, if the Vivian is still out there, we'll go and say hi to her. We did. And we, we, we walked outside home, home and bug and she mm. was there with her lovely partner. Mm-hmm. And their friend. Who was, and they were friend. all very lovely. And then I was like, okay, cool. So I went up, me and Tom went up and I'm like, hi, uh, please. We don't want to disturb you, but mm-hmm. we really want to let you know that we love you, what you do. And she was kind we of were, the reason we started doing yes, the podcast. We're rooting for you. We're mm. all rooting for you. We're and um, we told her that we have a podcast and then she said, oh, what's the name of your podcast? And she she said, oh, here, find it. So she gave me her phone. And, you know, I had so much power. Mm. So I went, split the GNT podcast. I went, subscribe. <laughs> and I'm like, here you go. <laughs> and I don't know if she's still subscribed, but she would because oh, we're she really, will really be. good. She'll be a regular listener. So that's what you guys need to do with your friends. Thank you for listening to Split Well, before the we go, we did say <laughs> we promised a little review of um, Joe Black's Decapunk gin yes now we've been enjoying it as part of a wonderful cocktail that you put together for us now talk us through the cocktail bowler so i've made an out out of flower and i'm i'm slurring now because <laughs> I've, I've i've actually the, the gin the dicker punk gin starting to kick in so i need we need to finish this podcast now um i made an out of flower and apple gin mm. so it had out of flower cordial in it and it also had some uh cloudy juice with some gin and some apple of a little bit of uh, lime zest mixed that all together mm. made a lovely concoction and overall I made Deco Punk taste good I can make any gin taste well, good I, I, I do think what I can detect to the gin coming through it's really light it's really refreshing it's got the gold flecks in it Absolutely. I'm very much enjoying it I think it is a good gin yeah it's a good gin so yeah. if you guys haven't bought it well, it's too late now it's limited edition notes of floral and fruit mmm Yes. Anyway, thank you very much for <laughs> listening to Spilling the GNT podcast this week. Join us again next time. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. But for now, this is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.